All right, ladies and gents, welcome back. And we are checking in on F1 News. We're in the new year. My God, guys, it's a three-month break they normally have. And guess what? We're nearly there already. The time is fucking ticking. We are on almost the doorstep of the first practice in February. Guys, just the time is flying, isn't it? But let's check out some of the news here. Top breaking news. Gunter Steiner from Haas has got the boot. That's right. He's got the fucking boot. Not surprised, really. And guys, if you're checking out this, the or if you're listening to this today, check out, we're doing a preview and reaction of every single episode in Drive to Survive. Now, hopefully you've seen it already, but if you haven't, you gotta check it out, guys and girls. It's, it's fucking, it's unbelievable. It, it really... <laughs> It's an incredible series. And I'm also doing my own spin on it where I'm checking out every episode piece by piece. So in other words, I'm up to episode three already. So you can check them out on the podcast, guys. I'll be doing episode four next. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to watch episode four. And on this exact same day, because it's fresh in my head, I'm going to record the episode then. Taking notes and going through everything. The whole purpose is... I want to give you the behind the scenes. Now, of course, you see a lot of that Netflix. Of course you do. And the thing is, though, what I find amazing is a lot of people actually think it's all bullshit or they're thinking, is this all real? So even though the the skeptics would say, oh, yeah, it's all bullshit, man. They're all actors. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Why would they put actors in 200 mile an hour fucking cars? Are you joking me? What's wrong with you? Seriously. Anyway, some people then think some of it's bullshit, some of it's real. But I'm here to tell you about some of my stories that I can relate to. So, I mean, every episode I watch... It always brings me right back to the to my days in, in motor racing. Always does. And I'm going to call if it's bullshit, if it's real, if it's a bit of both. And I would tell you it's 85% accurate. But I'm also going to give you the, behind, the extra behind the scenes. So, in instance, we covered Carla Science's manager. And a lot of people don't know what a manager does. They have an idea, but how much work do they put in? Do they just fuck around, sit around, have cups of coffee at the weekends? Because their main job is to actually hustle a deal for their boy, right? Especially at the Formula One teams. But there's only so many times you can start talking to Mr. Ferrari. And, you know, he's not going to be wanting to sit down with you every fucking 10 minutes at every single Formula One race. No. So, you know, what do they do? Is it a, is it a busy job? Is it an easy job? How much money do they get paid? Anyway, we're going through all that behind the scenes stuff in Drive to Survive. So anyway, guys, hope you check it out. But back to the, the Gunther Steiner. You can see Gunther Steiner, guys, in, in Netflix, right? Now, here's a part of it where I suppose this is what I'm talking about, where a lot of people don't get the type of guy Gunther Steiner is. Because the guy's a fucking celebrity. He is a celebrity around the world. People know him. He's like a fucking rock star, movie star. And I understand it because he's great entertainment. I mean, you every time he's on the fucking camera, you you are just hooked. I'm hooked even watching as a just an outsider here. However, I know the type of guy Gunther Steiner is in racing, 
And I tell you guys, this guy is a fucking cowboy. He would sell his own mother to make a deal or to cover his own ass. And even worse, to cover his own ass. You even see that in Netflix season one, right? Where he's, he's announcing he's making a big speech in front of everybody. And he's, he's putting down his drivers in front of everybody. He's, he, the guy's an asshole. Like, genuinely, he's a fucking asshole. But you know what? He's great entertainment as well. But again, it just goes to show that, like, there would be, like, if I was watching a tennis tournament and I'm sitting next to some tennis guy, he knows that, you know, example now, like, say, Djokovic is a dickhead or his coach is a dickhead or whoever it is. But whereas I'm thinking, oh, geez, Djokovic is great, man. So it's just amazing the way it can be different. Now, I mean, you're going to see a lot of Gunther Steiner in Netflix Strive to Survive, but, you know, the guy, he's a diva. He's he's looking for the video or the camera every two fucking minutes he's around. He's looking for it. He has put his, his, his drivers down on normal video or on TV interviews. He's put his drivers down, like I was saying, on that speech, which you'll see in Drive to Survive Season 1. I mean, the guy's just the guy's just a bad apple. And then you even see where in, I think it's season three, Drive to Survive, where he's got Nikita Mazepin on board. Now, Nikita Mazepin, he bought his way to Formula One. His dad's a billionaire, multi-billionaire, and his dad bought him a team, uh, bought him the seat in Formula One. Nothing wrong with that. A lot of drivers have done that before. But that's the scenario that he's in. And you'll see the way Gunther Steiner just bitches and moans and fucks around with his driver, lying to them, flat out lying to his his driver and the dad. And then all of a sudden, Nikita Mazepin's dad turns around and says, you know what? I might pull my money out of this team. And all of a sudden, Gunther Steiner turns around and, wow, Nikita Mazepin's results start to dramatically improve. Why? Because they were slowing him down because they wanted Schumacher the number one golden boy. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. I love watching Gunther Steiner on Netflix. He's fucking entertainment. And you know what? I honestly don't think it's going to be the same without him. Like, I, I, I think the two big guys in Netflix are Christian Horner and Gunther Steiner. Just pure fucking entertainment you love when they're on screen but oh gunther steiner he's mr Haas has got rid of him he's given him the boot and look to be fair (sighs) mr Haas, the team the real financer of the team and the boss all right then again you could have said gunther steiner was the boss but the real guy behind the, the curtain really is mr Haas, and he, this man, he wants results. He's been pouring money in. And I just think he hasn't... Gunther Steiner hasn't had his eye on the ball. He's been just kind of coasting by. Maybe I'm totally wrong, by the way. Like, if you brought in a Vowles from Williams into that team, because there's a budget cap now, I think they could have gone places. Now, then again, maybe it's nothing to do with Gunther Steiner. Maybe Gunther Steiner's trying to employ or has been trying to employ a lot of chief mechanics, aerodynamicists, right? He's been trying to recruit the right guys for the job, okay? He might have been doing this. You see, this is the part we don't know. And 
past could have turned around and said, no, Gunther, look, just keep with whoever you have and just work, make it, make it work. Now, you take Adrian Newey, the chief head aerodynamicist out of Red Bull. Red Bull are fucked. Make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. You take him out of the team and put him in somewhere else. Red Bull are fucked. Unless they get someone else in who's quite good. But yeah, and maybe they'll be competitive. But every now and then. But the domination that they have with Adrian Newey is down to the one man Adrian Newey. And Christian Horner had himself in a position where he got the right guy for the right team. Now, you could say that Red Bull obviously had an involvement in that too. Because as far as I remember, don't quote me on this one, Adrian Newey's on 10 million a year. Now, if that is correct, that's a lot of money. So you're going to have to go to your shareholders and say, look, guys, you know, being Christian Horner, look, guys, we need to get this guy on board. We all know his history. He's unbelievable. We need this guy. He will win us races and championships. So it always has to go back to the the shareholders or the board, whoever you're dealing with in the background. So again, we don't know. And let's be fair to Gunther Steiner here. Haas could have been a complete asshole to him and Gunther Steiner's just like, well, you know what? I ain't getting anywhere with this guy. I've tried to show him this aerodynamicist. I'm trying to recruit this person. He keeps telling me fuck off. And eventually, and by the way, this this happens quite a bit in racing, you know? This happens, in, I think, in any walk of life, let's be honest, right? Your head boss says, no, we're not doing it, Peter. You're not doing it, John. And you keep trying and trying and trying. And all of a sudden, you get to the point where you're like, <laughs> you know what? Fuck this. I'm out of here. Good luck. Or he just stays with his job and he'll just, pff, all right, well, listen, do you know what? I'll just keep going. He clearly just doesn't give a fuck, uh, the, t- the boss, the Haas guy. And, well, I might as well just hang on. And he was getting something out of it too. He was, I mean, the guy was a rock star here with Netflix Strive to Survive. It was unreal. So you know what? Honestly, maybe you think I'm really bitching about him here, but I'm sad to see the guy go. I genuinely am. I, he's fantastic to watch. Pure, pure fucking banter to watch. Popcorn's out every minute that you're, that you're watching the guy. All right, let's move this on. So it doesn't really matter. He says, that's the main target for me because I've all, already finished second. He's on about winning the championship. My main interest is to do one better. I'm aware of the challenge. It is. We've got to really take this winter time to try to start this season on a high and be able to maintain that level of consistency throughout the season. Well, that's Perez's problem. I don't think it was actually his problem. I think the team were slowing him down during the year. They wanted Verstappen because, guys, you know, I've said this about a billion times here in 23 as we were going throughout the year. If you think Perez in 23 was, oh, well, you know, he, he's not he's not performing. He's, he's his concentration's gone. He's not with it. He's distracted. Well, I know drivers. I know how we operate. Yes, every driver out there can have bad moments. They can have one or two bad races where you might have picked up a fever or something deep is going on in your in your personal life so deep that it does actually just maybe put you off but it might put you off maybe a tenth maybe two tenths now that is a lifetime performance but it is certainly not the amount of lap time Perez was losing to Verstappen 
throughout 2023. I mean, Perez was like a second off, him, second slower, second and a half slower. <laughs> There's no way Perez is that fucking slow, okay? And you have to remember too, it's going to be an interesting year because you never know what could happen. Because back in the days, you had Mark Webber with Sebastian Vettel. They were team teammates at Red Bull. Webber was... They never really slowed Webber down. Webber was right there all the time, this and that, right? Now, they slowed him down every now and then. But there was some really exciting racing between the two of them. And I think we're going to have that this year between these two. I don't think they're going to slow Perez down as much this year. I genuinely don't. But you have to remember last year in 2023... Perez won a few races. He had podiums consistently. And then all of a sudden, Perez is showing some form. And oh, 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 we've just slowed him down. That's no coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. That is no coincidence. So, you would say one thing if he was really fast in practice and qualifying. And then he was starting to make mistakes in the race and this and that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be a different story. But he's going to have his, his work cut out from. There's no doubt about it. He's going to have to be on form every weekend. He knows he's getting slowed down. He just can't say it. Now, there's also another way he can possibly win the championship this year coming in 2024. He doesn't have to chase it. Maybe it'll come to him. So, like, you never know, right? And believe me, guys... This shit happens in motor racing a lot. This is not like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's a miracle. Where Verstappen could be dominating, but yet he'd have some unlucky crashes here and there. And all it takes is Perez to just be in the right place at the right time for about six or seven races, gather momentum. And then all of a sudden Verstappen's on the back foot and bang. You know, it's kind of like golf where... You know, you remember Tiger Woods, maybe you're not into golf or not, but this this was a classic example. The last major Tiger Woods won at Augusta, okay? It was the last day. He was, I think, two or three shots behind, and Molinari was way ahead of him. Uh, sorry, not way ahead of him, but he was way ahead all weekend. He was just dominating. They get to, I think, the 12th or 13th hole. It's the last day, six holes to go. Molinari has a two-shot lead. I think it was two, maybe three. But anyway... He puts it into the water. On one hole, he fucks it all up. So he lost the game. Tiger Woods didn't win the game. Molinari lost the game. But Tiger Woods is clever enough to know that the game can come to you. And that's where some people make mistakes. Chasing it too hard, trying too hard. But whereas Tiger Woods said, ah, I'll just sit here. Thank you very much. I'll get another couple of pars, a couple of birdies. Boom. And I'll take it. So the game can come to you, just like Formula One motor racing. The game can come to you. So Perez does have a chance here. I mean, he really does. I'm not, I am certainly not wiping him out as in no way, not a hope, not a hope, and not a hope. I'm not doing that here at all. So it's going to be a very interesting year. And I think that's really all the news we have for now. But... I think we're going to have an exciting year, guys. I think we're going to have Ferrari. Ferrari, they're, they're on about that. They're creating more developments. Mercedes, a uh, little, little bit of news there. Total Wolf has turned around and he said that he's basically changing every element in his fucking car. 
<laughs> like, that's a ballsy move. Because as the saying goes, and this is the same for motor racing applies here, don't, don't, change, don't fix something that's not broken. We, I think we all know that saying, right? And it goes for motor racing. There's certain elements of his car that would be very strong, but then they, they'd identify the weaker parts. So that's how racing drivers, uh, teams will do this. They'll find out where are, we, where are we good? Are we good on a straight line? Are we the top speed? Are we the fastest down the straight? Are, are we the slowest down the straight, but we're the fastest in slow bends? Are, no, hang on guys, no. We're the fastest in mid, mid speed bends. Are, we're the fastest in the high speed bends. Are, we're the fastest in all types of bends, but we're really shit down the straights. You know, they identify the problem, then they work on the problem. But whereas this guy, he's gone off to actually change everything. Everything. That's, like, seriously, guys, that takes balls. Major balls. But I like his approach because Toto Wolf looks at this. And I, this is where I love his mentality. It's either winning or nothing. I've always been harping on about this last year. Where's your fucking standards, guys? Don't be celebrating second or third. Toto Wolf doesn't give a fuck about finishing second or third in the championship or a podium at a race weekend. He doesn't give one bollocks. That guy looks... He looks at second and third and so on and so on like you've finished last. Okay? He does. So that's why he has no problem changing everything on the car. Now... There'd be other team bosses and teams where they wouldn't have their standards so high that they would go, well, actually, do you know what, guys? We're, we're, we're in not a bad position here because their standards wouldn't be that good. And then they wouldn't change around too much then. They would try and improve something. Whereas Toto Wolf, he's going ass to the wall, man. He's going, he's going for broke. The gloves are off with this man. This is what I'm fucking really getting pumped up about for, for Formula One here, guys. Now, Ferrari, let's, let's, let's put on them. Let's focus on them for a minute. Ferrari. <sighs> I said it last year. They're so close, guys. They're so goddamn close, aren't they? For all you Ferrari lovers out there, I'm a Ferrari fan too. I love Charles Leclerc. I think he's such a great guy. He's a great driver. Really do rate him. I really do hope they can do the business this year. And they're, like, they've got real great qualifying pace, right? They're always there and thereabouts in qualifying. I mean, how many poles? I'd have to just double check now, but they, they just string a poles last year in 23. So they, they've done quite well. Where their problem lies is in the endurance section, the race pace. Because there's no sense of going out and doing one lap and you can, you can be the quickest. All of a sudden you get to the race and you're fucked. Like, they had the edge over everyone in qualifying in 2023. Even Verstappen. You know? And looking back, if I had to do review all the, or predict any 2023 results, you would have to say that, yeah, well, okay, okay, Leclerc's going to probably put it on pole, even though I got a lot, a lot of my predictions wrong anyway. But... Looking back now, I know it's all hindsight, but it's such a, they have a great car for qualifying. Now, what does that boil down to? That boils down to actually, guys, just the balance really of the car. And also, it comes down to the tire wear as well, but it relates back to their car. 
okay? So in other words, they can put on a soft set of tires and be really quick and stick it on pole position. But the softs only last about maybe 12, 13 laps at their peak. Now, you probably even go lower, but again, depending on their settings on the car. And their problem is that they go on to medium tires. The car just doesn't have the endurance, doesn't have the pace. In other words, fuel loads are getting lighter, okay? The, the car might be really good on soft tires with a heavy fuel load. It could be really well balanced, but then as the race goes on, fuel, fuel, the, car is at, the fuel is getting lower and lower and lower. Therefore, the car is going to act a little differently in different corners. And then all of a sudden, you still might be on the soft tires and you, you have an idea what's going to happen. But then all of a sudden, guess what happens? You go on to the hard tires are the medium tires right or the car could just overheat right not hugely dramatically overheat but again it could just be at that tipping point where it's just below the red line let's say and therefore then that's their problem too but we'll get into more of that guys as we go along well i'll get into a lot more there's a lot more to that as well now Uh, but we'll get into a lot more of that now in the next few weeks and we'll probably even do a breakdown of how everybody's in shape. In fact, that's what I probably will do. So we'll discuss that in a lot more detail coming up in the next few weeks. So guys, that's it for now. F1 news and my God, it's going to be a cracker. We're obviously going to be back now with more Drive to Survive. Okay, we're going to break down episodes as we go before the season. Even during the season, we're going to keep going. So this isn't just, you know, doing a couple of podcasts of Formula 1 before the F1 season starts. No, we're going to keep going with this, right? And hopefully we'll we'll have a great time doing it, guys. But we're going to keep it keep keep the train going here. And we're going to keep up some more F1 news. Any more big breaking F1 news coming up before the season starts. I will obviously do some more podcasts on that as well. And I love you all, guys. Talk to you later.